0: You're listening to the Accord Research Alliance podcast, where we talk with innovators who are committed to measuring what matters in Christian relief and development. I'm your host, Nathan Maloney, and today I get to chat with Kristen Check. She is the program evaluation coordinator at Water Mission and also one of the co-hosts of this podcast.
1: I love surveys too, but surveys can't tell us everything. They can tell us what's happening, but they often can't tell us why it's happening.
0: So Kristen, can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to work at Water Mission?
1: So my background is actually in cultural anthropology. Uh, I have a master's in cultural anthropology, and then I specialized in East African studies. So I got involved with Water Mission kind of as a result of that. They were doing a project along Lake Victoria in Uganda. triangulated large-scale impact study on WASH. And I was hired on to be the lead ethnographer um, on that study. And we had a couple different people involved there, epidemiologists, medical doctors, and it was a two-year study. Uh, That was back in 2010. So that's how I came to know Water Mission. And then eventually, well, I should say three years later, I was brought on uh, in-house when Water Mission decided it was at a point where they wanted to have some in-house capacity for research and evaluation. And so that's when I became the program evaluation coordinator. And today I'm still in charge of our our research projects and also evaluation of any um, new projects or programs that we're starting.
0: Great. So I think that's... To me that's really interesting, your background in anthropology and coming into a position of evaluation, I guess. I don't see that a lot or hear about that a lot. What has your experience been in kind of getting to know others in the Accord network and other researchers? Is that something you've seen much of or is that, do you think you're fairly unique in that regard?
1: Well, I'd like to think I'm unique. (laughs) Um. But you no, know, uh, I've, I've met a couple anthropologists, but, you know, really not a ton. A lot of people in this arena come from more of a international development background um, or public health background, for example. And so Water Mission, I feel like, really took a leap of faith in hiring an anthropologist, but they really wanted someone who thought outside of the box, who wasn't from the wash sector who wasn't necessarily public health oriented um but more with this deeper understanding of holism and how people worked because that was the question that we were really struggling with with our projects at the time and you know it's kind of an ongoing struggle is how do you get at and evaluate the people aspect of a water project, of a community-managed water project, which is so critical to project success. Role there um, in anthropology, it's you know, one of those rather um, lesser-known disciplines but incredibly versatile and useful um, in international development.
0: So as an anthropologist and coming in with that background, what are maybe some strengths that you think that's allowed you to bring? And then are there any challenges or things that you feel like you've had to get up to speed quickly on uh, to work within a wash organization.
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's been, it's been a interesting balance between sort of holding true to, to what I know and that perspective that I bring. I'm really, I think the only social scientist who works here. We're an engineering uh, organization by design. And then we have several environmental science, uh, educated folks who are here too, and some public health also. But, you know, the engineering folks, they love their quantitative data. They love their surveys. They love their numbers. And surveys are great. I love surveys too. But surveys can't tell us everything. They can tell us what's happening, but they often can't tell us why it's happening. And that's where the people part comes in. And that that part is really incredibly difficult to get at. So I think uh, what I kind of bring to the table at this or organization is the ability to address that along with our staff and local research assistants through, you know, focus groups, observations, interviews, and be able, um, enabling us to add that layer of contextual data to what our surveys are telling us, which I think is is really important and not something that we really had uh, before I started here.
0: So you've been working on a project I know over the past year or so, Uh, Trying to, I think, understand more about what is the impact uh, perhaps that you're having on people and trying to understand from a more uh, holistic standpoint uh, how water missions programs and projects uh, contribute to holistic well-being. So uh, tell me a little bit more about that project and how it started.
1: So about a year ago, Water Mission began kind of walking down this path of uh, developing a routine survey that would allow us to measure the short and medium-term outcomes and long-term impacts of our work. We had been... I had long been committed to routinely measuring some objective outputs of our work, like accessibility, safety, sustainability. But the behavior-related outcomes and larger transformational impacts were really only evaluated on an ad hoc basis. So we've done a lot of rigorous research studies, um, which have yielded some really useful results, but we hadn't yet found a way to integrate this into our, our program and have this be a prospective thing rather than a retrospective thing. So this absence of routine evaluation really just led to some unclear linkages uh, between program activities and our intended outcomes and impacts and didn't really enable our staff to respond and adapt the program um, when they needed to or allow you know the program to sort of course correct if they uh, needed to focus on one specific area or another it was sort of just a static model so in effort to address this, we actually began working with uh, Metrics Research Group, Alan Reeser at Metrics Research Group, to develop a routine survey that was going to enable us to, to measure um, outcomes and impacts over three key domains. And this was illuminated by our theory of change, which we already had established, but there were definitely some assumptions there. Um, And as part of this process, we also did some qualitative field work to kind of help really validate our theory of change or kind of do a logic check on our theory of change. And so we landed on a couple different areas of measurement um, that we think both lead to project sustainability and transformation. And these, you know, couple domains are what we're going to be measuring uh, ongoing.
0: And where does that project stand today? So at what point in the process are you?
1: So we are just about done with testing the instrument. So we did, as I mentioned just a bit ago, we did some qualitative uh, work and designed the survey using a pretty rigorous literature review process to see who out there was measuring what and what validated instruments were there that we could use. We designed the instrument, and then since about April this year, we've been testing it in a variety of country programs, trying to really get uh, to encompass all of our programs to get make sure we can pick up on all the different nuances and, and ensure it's going to work you know, everywhere. But we've been refining it, testing it, and just really making sure that the survey is telling us what we think it's telling us and what we want to know, and that that is corroborated by uh, some some qualitative data that we're collecting as well. So we've got one more phase of that that we're going to be doing early next year, and then we'll basically be ready to pilot and hopefully start integrating that into our country program sometime in 2018.
0: And what would you say has been perhaps the biggest insight uh, so far in this process that you think will have an impact on your programs?
1: So there's really been a couple things. I think the first big thing was with our theory of change. So we had assumed, um, and I'm sure there's some literature out there that probably supports this, that. Certain outcomes, or sorry, certain outputs are outputs of having again water safe, accessible, um, and financially stable, stable projects, leads to some overarching level of sustainability. So the project is there; it's stable, it's working, and then that leads to transformation. So people's lives are transformed. But what we really found in the field. In talking to people, both our staff and, uh, people in the communities where we're working is that sustainability and transformation are actually working in tandem. They're working at the same time. I mean, sure you can have, I, I would say maybe like more longer term transformation, uh, that happens after many, many years. But for example, if a project's not sustainable, say if it's not, always readily available or the water water quality isn't consistent well people aren't going to be continuing to use that service they aren't going to be experiencing the same benefits from that service every time and so therefore they don't really have lasting transformation but people won't use the service if they don't feel their lives are changing for the better somehow And that means the project won't be sustainable. So these two things, which we thought, you know, were uh, one leading to the other, are actually working in tandem. And that is a concept that we've built into this survey, but also something we're still working through with our log frame um, of how how do we actually, okay, reformat the way um, we see water mission projects bringing about change. We see our theory of change. How do we reformate that? Or for, sorry, we that, excuse me, in light of these results.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, may, that, that makes sense. Um, what do you see as being the next major step for Water Mission um, as you're thinking about evaluation? What's the next thing um, in your mind to get to the next level uh, in measuring what matters?
1: Not only will this be an evaluation tool as we've been discussing and and being able to see what are the outcomes and impacts of a project, which is great uh, all around both internally and externally for our donors um, to be accountable to them. But also we plan on using this as more of a, um, I guess maybe more of an iterative tool in the field. So the goal is for our staff to have ready access to this information immediately. So when they're in the field, after the survey's completed, they can speak to the community leadership there and troubleshoot what the survey information is telling them. So maybe a particular aspect has improved from the last survey cycle, or it's actually gotten worse. So they're in the field, they can begin to ask questions. You know, why did you think this happened? What changed? What can we do to improve this? What did you do to improve this other score? and actually be a little bit more adaptable to our program. So instead of having maybe one static model of program uh, management or development that we use across every community, we can actually tailor our support a little bit better to that community's needs. And ultimately, what what is gonna be so cool with this is once we have enough data, we are gonna be able to use this as a predictive model to be able to say to, to donors and to program managers, you know, maybe after a baseline assessment, if we said, okay, typically this type of community in this country that scores like this, this is the sort of scope of investment that will be needed to get this project to a place where it's sustainable.
0: Interesting. I like that, that idea of the predictive model. Um, I think that's a really interesting application of a, of a tool like this. Okay, so last question here. Um, what is something in the field of research or evaluation that uh, you you really want to try someday soon that you've never done yourself or that Water Mission has not done?
1: What I really want to do um, to put it to, to put it briefly, there's a behavior change model that, as an anthropologist, I believe is just the best. Um, it's really holistic. It It's super comprehensive. And it just gets at every, you know, factor you could imagine that influences uh, someone to, to or to not change their behavior. We still really struggle, I think, in the wash sector with understanding why some people use safe water and sanitation and why some people don't. Um, it's really complicated. But what, uh going through this process with, with metrics and having these relationships, um, building these relationships has really kind of opened up my mind a little bit and underst- thinking about some ways that we can actually scientifically reduce this really complicated model, validate it and make it something that's actually useful for us in our programs that will enable us to get at the key factors that in each project are influencing behavior change and have a toolkit to address them. So right now mostly we're, we're going on gut instinct um, as, to, as to why some people change and why some people don't, but I'm really excited hopefully over the next year for us to work on adapting this model um, to something that's usable for us, but also using, I think, one of the best tools out there um, for behavior change analysis. And what's
0: the name of that, that tool or that model?
1: So that is the RANAS model. I'm afraid I cannot off the top of my head think of what the acronym stands for, but it's, uh, it was developed by Hans Mosler at UEG over in uh, Switzerland. And it's, it's got a comprehensive list of 26 uh, behavior change factors, but I would love to find a way to make it a little bit more uh, user-friendly for um, routine evaluation purposes. So that's something we're hoping to work on in the near future.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This has it's really been great talking with you, getting to hear more about you personally and your background and also uh, the work you're doing right now with Water Mission, um, we will be posting some of the some links to some of these resources mentioned, uh, such as uh, this behavior change model, and also a link to Metrics Research Group, who that Kristen and Water Mission have been partnering with. Uh, if you want to check out their website, um, but with that we'll end. So so thank you, Kristen, uh, for your time.
1: Awesome, thanks, Nathan. It was a pleasure.
0: Yeah, have a great day.
1: You too.